Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 206. And before I go any further, do any of you want to guess what the number 206 represents? Uh, the number of teeth in an adult Mako shark. Wait, the number of dick pics that um <laughs> that Drew had? The number of indicator bristles in an Oral-B indicator toothbrush? Oh! I wish all of these were the answer. No, but with episode number 206, we have now done as many episodes as the number of bones in the typical human body. <laughs> Does that count wisdom teeth? I, I don't know. That's a great question. Okay. Uh, That's not a bone, right? That's a tooth. Well, a tooth is made of bone, right? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think bones are... <laughs> This is a podcast about science and medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, speaking of my best segue I've ever written, this week we're talking about City of Bones. Hey-oh. The first movie in the Mortal Instruments series. This is in theaters right now. Don't go see it. Save your money. Uh, But this is also, we we read the book back in episode 85 or something. A long time ago. That was a while ago, It was, and I did not remember anything about it going into it, and so I was... Like unpleasantly surprised all over again. Yeah, I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> this again." <laughs> if uh, this this week's episode is sponsored by AudiblePodcast.com/slash/readweet, if you go to that address, sign up for a free trial membership, you can get an audiobook of your choice, and you support our show. Both of those for free to you, and you keep both those even if you cancel your subscription. Also, if you want to force us to read or watch anything of your choice, all you have to do is go to read-weep.com, click on the green dollar sign in the upper left-hand corner, and you can sponsor an episode. After this episode, we're starting a series of three or four sponsored episodes, and they are going to be something. So yeah. get in on the fun right now. Go to readdestro.com. Click on the dollar sign in the upper left-hand corner. Do it now. Let me oh, introduce I mean, you. What? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, nothing. I was going to say wait till the podcast was over, and then I, I instantly realized how dumb that was because they're just listening. <laughs> they can just go to the internet while they're listening. You they could do absolutely that? do that. That's right. So go ahead and do it right now. Right yeah, now. Yeah, that's good. Whatever advice, you want. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the panel for today. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Here are some of my friends today. It's at, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Alex, I know our father said that I'm your brother, but in my heart, I just don't believe it. <laughs> or, do you believe it in your ring? <laughs> it's upside down. No, I don't believe it. I don't believe it any part of my body. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking ring. <laughs> like, seriously, it's like, oh, man, what's this candy? Is it M&M's? No, it's W's and W's. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that one might be explaining. It's, 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 it's maybe the stupidest moment of the movie. It is, but we'll get to it later. Yeah, we will get there. Also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. Hey there, Alex. I've been secretly or not so secretly in love with you for all my life, and I don't have special powers, but love me anyway? Uh, no. (laughs) So, I thought he was going to be a vampire. Yeah. Because I didn't remember if that happened or not, but like at one point... Or like, like, you know, have fairy powers or something. Yeah, yeah. At one point, the the puny guy uh, who who loves her, uh, loves Clary, uh, his name's Simon... Um, he gets just like stolen by vampires and then like bitten once and I was like oh shit maybe he's gonna be a vampire now nope, instead still. he's just he's just twice shy 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once oh. bitten, twice shy. <laughs> he was the hand that fed the vampires, and now he's not going to do that anymore. <laughs> they bit the hand that fed them? They did. Well, oh my god, vampires always do that, right? <laughs> Necessarily. <laughs> Biting is part of the feeding for vampires. Yeah. All right, and also joining us today, we have a very special guest today. She's at Robot Caitlin on Twitter. I yelled that because it's all caps. Uh, it doesn't have to be, I don't think, but it is. When no, you do have to yell it. Technically, okay. you have to yell that. Yeah. She's in San Francisco, California, also. It's comedian Caitlin Gill. Uh, guys, is this the part where you start tearing off pieces of your shirt to bind my wounds? <laughs> Just it had is. to ask. Perfect. <laughs> hey, guys, start tearing off pieces of your shirt and get over here and bind my wounds. Honestly, why would you make me ask? I have wounds. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shirts, I have wounds. This These wounds like, are not going to bind themselves, I, guys. What if my wounds are to my face and or mouth, and I can't ask you? I, can't I, I mean, I don't know if you know can that. bind them, but come on. Awesome. All right. Well, so now let's talk about, you guys have gotten some brief glimpses into the plot, but we need to know what actually happened in this movie. Chris is our resident summarizer for his freakish recall and his dulcet tones. Today, Chris, I would like you to summarize in the style of a shadow hunter, which means a demi-angel who stabs crows until they disappear. That's all it means. (laughs) (laughs) This is an impossible task. It's French for a half. He can do it. I think at least, and specifically Chris, I don't think it's impossible, but I would really like it if you explained the second half. Oh, How, exactly. That's not oh, a thing you can do. The That's first half like, I can handle. <laughs> as soon as the pillar of fire, fire erupted out of the uh, the the dome theater, after that, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> the planetarium. Yeah, you know, okay. Okay. Let's get there. Let's Go get there. It, okay. So, New York City. Okay. <laughs> There's this girl, and her With name is so Clary, <laughs> or whatever, right? And Clary discovers that the world is not all that it seems. Uh, in addition to her mom and her friend Simon, who has a crush on her, and bad poetry readings that they go to, there are also such things as demons and vampires and werewolves out there in the world. The normal people, called mundanes, can't see them, but she can see them. So what is she, right? Um, Clary is actually, <laughs> or at least her mom is, and yeah. she becomes one. She becomes a shadow hunter. Uh, which is a part angel, I guess, or you have angel in your blood. I don't know. Um, but her mom was a shadow hunter and was kind of badass. And that's uh, uh, Cersei Lannister from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. What's her name? Oh. Lena Headley. Something. Oh, yeah, Lena Headley. But she has a great role because she just sleeps for like the entire movie. Yeah, she just falls asleep. <laughs> she gets paid to take a nap. It's fantastic. She has the awesome. same job in this movie as I had at Mervyn's all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> were you a paid napper? Because that'd be great. If that's I, true. I, okay. that was, that's not what they thought they were paying me for, but that's what happened. Okay, but here's what Sleepy's story is. Sleepy uh, had this this cup uh, called the Mortal Cup, and for the Shadow Hunters, it's a sacred object. Uh, you know, it's very powerful. Whatever you drink out of it to become a Shadow Hunter, right? And but what um, do you drink? Do you only drink that bad guy's blood, or do they sometimes put like sparkling cider in there? Yeah, I think sometimes Martinelli's depends how old you are. You know, if you want to be festive. But uh, so the reason why it's important is the big bad guy Valentine is an ex Shadow Hunter hunter who's gone rogue. And he wants the cup so he can make himself an army of superpowered people. Um, so anyway, the bad guy's looking for the cup. The mom has hidden it. The bad guy's cronies come and kidnap Clary's mom. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> so she's gotta now find her mom, I guess. And the cause for one second. So the mom, badass shadow hunter, mm-hmm. like in order to like her like defense mechanism. She's been planning for this guy to come for years. Mm-hmm. Her plan is to drink a potion that makes her fall asleep for an entire movie. It's kind yes. of a strong play, actually. 
I'm thinking now Lena Hedy might have had some influence on the script. And at some point around draft 13, she was like, nope, I'm out. Here's what's up. First five minutes, I take a sip of this shit, and I'm gone the whole movie. I'm just out the whole time. You don't even wake me up at the end. You don't even wake me up. (laughs) It really happened while filming. She was just like, "Uh, I got to find a way out of this. They just had to change the script to make it work for her. Yeah. Also, she really got a potion made. The badass Shadowhunter, shouldn't she be able to defeat the two cronies, which were played by George from Of Mice and Men and George from His Mice and Men? Yeah. They were pretty stupid. They were so dumb. They were featuring like okay. Blade Runner haircuts also. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So, so hang on. Back to this. Uh, so, Clary doesn't have a mom anymore. She got kidnapped. And she's got to find her mom. And there are bad guys out to get her. But she runs into this blonde guy who wears all black leather. And his name is Jace. He's a shadow hunter. And he kind of takes her into the fold and protects her. And uh, so, he takes her and her friend Simon back to the Institute, which is like the X-Men school, but for shadow hunters. And there are a few awesome. other shadow hunters. And basically, they look for the cup. They go off questing for this cup. They, they fight some demons, and there's werewolves, and there's vampires and stuff. And there's a, a wizard guy who doesn't wear pants. And oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he makes up for it, though, with eye makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and their magic is, like, tattoo-based. So they, like, draw on their <laughs> arm or something to get a special power. And then that's their tattoo. But uh, the it's, um, and it, it they, looks the whole movie. It's clearly just sharpies on all. Of the I guys. know. <laughs> it, it's really it was the bad. same problem with Percy Jackson. Also, where it's just like they forgot that they could make tattoos. Like every like you know like half hour, there's like oh shit, we're so screwed. And they're like, no wait, tattoos, we're good, we're good again, guys. I remember <laughs> yeah. we can do tattoos, like do anything. Oh my god. But there was a limited number of tattoos in the book. And yes. It was like it was like twelve things. It was like sleepiness. And, uh, and boldness, under whispered pressure. voices in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> can can really like hold your pee for a long time. Yeah, there's only so many things they could do. The road trip one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a useful tattoo, yeah, guys. Be. That'd be a great rune. Okay, okay, but see, the thing is, this Jace guy, he's pretty cute, and he's pale, and he's blonde, and he's kind of goth, and Clary starts falling for him. But Simon, her friend, is also in love with her. But then also, Jace's other shadow hunter, this guy Alec, is also in love with Jace because he's gay. It's it. There's romantic relationships that go nowhere, um, and mostly because it turns out that Jace and Clary have the same dad. Guess what? It's Valentine, Ma- maybe, the bad guy. Maybe, 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 or maybe, maybe he's just lying. Yeah, it's the big, it's the big climactic scene uh, in the end where he's like, uh, "Clary, I am your father," and maybe or maybe not his father. Yeah. Well, except that the weird shut-in guy, fully in, in like the second third of the movie, just flat out says that it's a lie. Like, it's I, an American movie where the two have already kissed. Right. Or, gee, guys, do you think they're blood? <laughs> do you think that they're related? Do you think? Yeah. Uh, if it was I mean, French, it have some nuance, but yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a good there point. Might be flowers in the attic. So yeah. Or, not exactly. Related. It could be like yeah, lay, lay well, shadow guys, hunters dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it, that whole metaphor of breaking them the only like metaphor that they actually carry throughout the whole film that they might you know that valentine's intention is to break these characters yeah. uh yeah you know these useless children uh the old shut-in suggested what's his face uh yeah, yeah. guy uh yeah. says you know <laughs> yeah, lie to them and then they will you will break their heart and they will subserve to your will also let me outside The head of the school never leaves the school. He's afraid of going outside. Why would he? That is obviously the best real estate in New York, period. Also, Chris, they are shadow hunters, and where are all the shadows? In the daylight. 
<laughs> or at least wall adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the so thing, right? Shadows he, outside to hunt. Yeah. So okay. He's all so, pissed about. Wait, wait, quickly. He's like Hodge, like the shut-in guy. He's all pissed about not being able to leave his school. But like the school is freaking huge. It's pretty great. Exactly. Yeah. Like so, so big that like they, the bad guys hid the mom. It's a sleep, you know, sleepy McSleepies. Uh, like in one of the rooms, no one ever finds her to the last act. They don't see her, and and for for a good twenty minutes, there are just demon crows falling through the roof, and <laughs> they, no one realizes for a long time. There's like a Luxor light beam from Vegas style <laughs> fire beam shooting out of the top of this castle, and nobody knows. Yeah, because they're all in the other wing. They yeah, the left wi- left wing doesn't know what the right wing is doing. <laughs> That's right. I see what you did there. <laughs> they wait until the wizard guy shows up and he's like, you guys do know your roof's on fire, right? And they're like, oh, fuck. And then they go deal Been with Been on it. fire for a long time, guys. <laughs> okay, a little so fire. You guys. Chris, so far you're through the first half, which makes sense. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they're trying to find this cup before Valentine does. They kind of fail at it uh, in the sense that Valentine gets there. And starts kicking everybody's butts. And Valentine, by the way, is Jonathan Reese Myers, a very wet and braided Jonathan <laughs> Reese Myers. Oh. Braided hard and put away wet. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. He's just, perfectly <laughs> described. He's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Valentine, he there's this series of like meandering action scenes that go on for far too long, where he. Valentine can control demons, so he uses a lot of spears to make a pentagram in the floor and summons demons to attack people at the school, I guess. Yeah. But he also has his cronies attacking people at the school. And I think the idea is, in the ensuing chaos, he will get the cup. Right. Step one, summon demons. (laughs) Yeah, step step one, summon a bunch of demons. (laughs) And it's the crows... That are also there, drawn by this demon summoning, and they turn into the they demons. They are the demons, yeah. 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 The demons are basically made up of a lot of crows standing on each other's shoulders in demon <laughs> costumes. <laughs> One big kinda, demon. Kind of smoky, kind of lavy. Yeah. They work for scale, right. so, you know. Yeah. All the, I mean, the, the, the thing about demons in this movie is that anybody could be taken over by a demon, so just because somebody was a friendly witch who was in the shield early on in the movie, <laughs> yes, they will later become, a, they might become a demon later, and it's not their fault. Yeah, exactly. but they will die when you kill them. Well, they'll disappear. Right. Yeah, and so, the, the good person is dead. And all, but so all those crows were just taken over. They could have been like normal crows. Oh. Just out there eating some garbage, minding their own business, and then yeah. <laughs> crows love garbage. They do. They <laughs> eat garbage. Have you never seen crows? They collect garbage. I don't know if they eat it, but they like they like shiny things. things. Yeah. Okay. So. There's a lot of action stuff. Jace fights Valentine, and Valentine kind of kicks his ass, but Jace fights him well enough that he's holding him off and delaying. There's a lot of delaying in the, in the action scene. <laughs> yeah, but wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> Eventually, for the it. good guys turn off the fire thing and confuse Valentine with their little portal thing that they have at the school where they can teleport, and they kind of thwart him. Yeah, it turns I out guess. If, you put, if you push the crystal wand into the teleporter goo it freezes it and snow comes from the ceiling it freezes and shatters i guess obviously yeah so uh, they kind of reach a stalemate in that the cup is still hidden valentine still wants it he's not defeat or he's defeated but not gone or not you know killed or anything he'll be back and then gone but not forgotten and then that's right punk power ballad Um, so much pop punk power ballad. and then they're sort of like hey maybe we're not related maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just plausible maybe. deniability go for it yeah i don't believe him let's go <laughs> oh, i was rooting for simon i wanted them to be related 
<laughs> Here's the thing. It still wasn't enough. Like, Simon was, was second place to her actual brother. Like, she was like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, all right. So here's what we need to do, you guys. That was a good, very thorough summary, Chris. I still Sorry don't understand about that. it, but no, no, it was our, we 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 got involved in a lot of stuff there. We had a lot of fun, but technically, a the summary show of this begin. movie. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, there's no thread you could pick up and finish. You'd have to go back to the beginning again and be like, oh, wait, but also this thing. And yeah. then, uh, are, yeah, you are. have to, and then you're, you know, in a, you have to do this other, a million other characters that get introduced yeah. once and then disappear, or people who are suddenly important for no reason with absolutely no introduction. Right, right. Or Caitlin, you're so right. Yeah. There's so many things going on. There are werewolves. Enough and that it, it's a and thing. Warlocks but, and vampires and warlocks and no zombies. Yeah, no zombies. Those those well, don't exist. Actually, those let's, don't before exist, we talk about this, guys, we, we, we need to stop for a second. Okay, we need, before we can Go technically ahead. do the show, we need to start and end every show with a compliment sandwich. So now, before we can hate on the movie anymore, we need to say a compliment. So, Caitlin, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in this opening compliment. Which do you prefer? I'll go last. Go ahead, dudes. Okay, great. I'm going to go first, actually, because you, you guys were just about to talk about it, I think. So here's what I wanted to say. Always my favorite part in any movie like this, we've talked about it before, is when they have to have the what exists in this world conversation. Oh, yeah. This time it takes place with Simon walking through the halls talking to some girl, and uh, who I think is a shadow hunter, but doesn't she really is. in, isn't really in the movie much. She doesn't She's have the one a who lot uses of the whip. Oh, yeah, yeah. She has the whip that like it is like made out Snake of fire, whip. except when some people grab it. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so so he's walking through, and they're looking at statues of dead things, I guess. And he's just asking her what exists: angels, yes; demons, obviously; werewolves. Well, angels maybe; demons definitely. Werewolves definitely, but only. But they're like every night, not just some night, some moons. Vampires, yeah. yes, but definitely not zombies. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> and, and this is actually different than the book canon, right? Because I remember like Dan McCoy when he was the guest. Like we were like talking about how. Mummies were the thing that couldn't exist. Yeah. Oh, right. There were no mummies. So now we can have mummies in the movie version. They didn't exclude it. Yeah. And the, the, I mean, the key though is that vampires, yes, zombies, no. Like, yeah, it's very important to know that the undead don't shamble. They go to, <laughs> they go to <laughs> they are parties instead and that's it. Seductive and drink blood. They wear makeup and have fun, and that is all. This this were like a this brand of vampire was not the sexy brand of vampire also right oh no I was thinking of the sexy warlock yeah the vampires oh. were like like they were motorcycle no the werewolves were a motorcycle gang yeah yeah, yeah. the vampires uh, were like what were what were they like they were kind of like the um like the guys in um uh, I am legend uh, the Will Smith version of vampires yeah, they were I guess like where zombies it's, yeah <laughs> they but were like zombies. zombies well but they yeah. did have they did have. Uh, like the they went to the party to, to seduce Simon with Oh yeah, sometimes they go to a bar and then like spike someone's drink. Yeah. And then they go take him and eat him a little bit. Yeah. You said you said sometimes, but he was wearing the the spiking drink beverage on his wrist. Okay, so most of the time then is what you're saying. He had a vial of blue goo on his bracelet that he popped off to spike the drink. So clearly this is a regular thing for them. It's like, oh man, it's so stupid though, right? Like you have to rely on someone who never looks at their drink and just like, huh. I don't remember ordering a blue drink, but I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with this. It wasn't even colorless, and I'm sure it had a colored taste. colored poison. Yeah. It was the opposite like, of Iocane powder, where it's yeah. like, it's very visible and has very a lot of taste. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, this guy has not been to many bars, because if your gin and tonic turns black, it's time to leave. <laughs> 
I like the, like the battle of wits with him, like from Princess Bride, where she's like, uh, I think it's a blue drink. Like, no. Shit. What if I put. No. Damn it. And then he runs away. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Ezra, what is your major compliment? Um, okay. So, my major comp uh, is a reference to Ghostbusters that Simon had. Um, when, like, when he met uh, the Shadowhunters guys, he was like, he was, well, the Shadowhunter guy was like, I'm Jace, I'm a Shadowhunter. He was like, I'm Simon, I'm the Keymaster. Are you the Gatekeeper? Which <laughs> is a totally good reference to Ghostbusters, oh, and everyone should watch Ghostbusters. Too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get it. And, and side note, Rick Moranis should be in mo- more movies, because I miss Rick Moranis. Yeah, that would be, if, if, you, if you got out of this movie that you should go see Ghostbusters, that's a win, right? Yeah. yeah. Side note, for my one change, uh-huh. like, what if we just, like, recasted, like, Jace as, like, if Rick Moranis was playing Jace, the hot love interest. <laughs> Rick Moranis? You yeah. are my... No, you are my son. You're older than me, but, but go with it. I, I Honestly, I don't believe him, really. You know? <laughs> and Rainy plays heart. Alec. He's yeah. just in love with Rick Moranis. <laughs> yes! <laughs> just tell Rick Moranis how you feel. I buy that. It's just Rick Moranis as himself also, right? <laughs> Alright, right, Chris, what's your major compliment? My major compliment is that from watching this movie, it was clear that the writers and the director read the book. Most of the things from the book were in the movie. <laughs> Normally, they almost every one of these movies we watch like this are better than the book because they have to be by default, but I didn't... This was not good. This one no, was this was almost worse felt. than the book. And they took out the best part of the book, which was the talking cat. Where was the talking cat? There was a talking talking cat? cat? There was a talking cat? I could have been sold on this film for a moment, talking (laughs) cat. You're telling me the talking cat is not in the The film? The creepy castle, there was a... Clearly, I mean, they're missing the other half of their market. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to reach the teens, but crazy cat lady shut-ins are the other people that are going to watch this. I'm currently in a robe petting a tabby cat. You could have sold me on this. I could have been the market. No, no, take the talking cat. It didn't test well with the boys we found in some mall in the valley. Fuck you. Well, the problem with the uh, crazy cat lady market might be that they don't go out and see a lot of films. They they go out to see the films. We're the DVD market. Uh, Yeah, this is why Alice in Wonderland did so well. Oh, okay. Am I supposed to compliment it now? Yeah, it's your turn now. I was going to say, what's your major compliment? Well, it's actually, it's in conjunction with the Ghostbusters compliment. I feel like the Simon character is like the most flat and least dimensional. But that actor, I forget, I don't, I have IMDb open and I'm still not going to look for his name. Uh, he's, uh, uh, Rick it's somehow, yes, Rick Moranis <laughs> did such a good job. He did, like, I just didn't care about how much I hated his character. He was like easier to watch. I don't, I also feel like it's the only part of the movie that is sincere in any way is that Ghostbusters quote. Like, some writer is so happy. That yeah, they got, got that, that in there. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's from the book or not, like somebody was happy to say that line, film that line. That was like a moment of like relief and honesty. <laughs> and then at the end, that the blue drink, that looted, that laughably uh, drugged drink in the middle of the bar scene, uh, it felt to me like a Troll Two reference. It uh, it felt like a call out <laughs> to like the green fluid that you get drugged with. Yeah. In, yeah. And I haven't seen the best worst movie, but I have seen Troll Two about three million times. Yeah, uh, and so it just made me laugh in a way that was like a relief. Like it's somewhere, somewhere in the production process, somebody knew what they had here in this movie, and that it was a big giant turd in their hand. I love that. And they stuck something like nice in the turd. One yeah. author who knows what they're doing. That's my favorite thing. 
one writer in the whole series. It's like, oh, yeah. oh I'll make good jokes. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. works. There were some cut. Maybe in like the Vampire Lair, there was like a scene that was cut where it was like, like they're eating her, and then they're gonna eat me. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Is there a scene they cut where you Simon pees on their food? Is that something to think? About? <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like Simon just with that actor who played Simon. Uh, it looked like he was self-aware uh, more than he had to be, and it well, like, yeah. you know. It didn't seem like he was selling you on his Oscar performance. Well done, sir. Way to know. Way to know what you're in. If, Good job, Rick Moranis. If you want to learn more about Troll 2, Trollkeo Drift, we reviewed that uh, in episode 85, <laughs> right after we reviewed the City of the Bone, of Bones book. So, Oh, really? You can check that out, yeah. Well done. Yeah, do. That's, uh, it's a favorite. It's, it's so, so good. good. The it's so bad. The food I remember very distinctly. Yeah, you cannot right? piss on hospitality. I have to do it. I, have, I must do it. I must do it. <laughs> it's the only way. All right. All right, you guys. So the next thing I want to do, our next segment, we're going to get into our main ha- segment, our hate segment, our anchor game. Uh, today, we're just going to take a quick visit to the hate institute, talk to that old teacher who was afraid of the outside, uh, mm-hmm. and see what he has to hate for us. So in any order, what's something you did not like? Something very clear that you could not stand about this movie. Uh, so here's something that I hate, uh, not not regarding this movie exa- per se, as we've been discussing it, but here's I just in general about movies like this, how come all of these traditions of fighting evil always start in the Middle Ages? Like, they're always old, but not ancient. Like, there were no demons in Sparta, or or, or ancient Greece. We were, like, no one, there were no demon hunters, and there's no, like... I'll, I'll tell you why. We're a group of Because the Spartans hunters. wouldn't allow that shit. <laughs> The Spartans were like, "Oh no, no, no! We have no, we have no time for such luxuries as demons. You guys get the fuck out." Well, that's a good point. But like, why? Yeah. How come none of this goes back to ancient China? It's always and there's and also it's never recent. It's never like we're a group of demon hunters from the year 1978. Oh yeah, or like or like yeah, like Mad Men demon hunters. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh yeah, they're always drinking. Holy at work. shit! We should totally have that. <laughs> Just like some like casual sexism and racism, yeah. but also some demon hunting. Also, yeah, and drinking at work, and then super great demon hunting. Yeah, man. It's just like, I just want two fingers of whiskey abroad and to stab this demon. <laughs> yeah, but back then, even the demon race thing was still a problem, so. <laughs> I think it's better that we just stick to modern times. Oh, uh, What's something yeah. else you guys hate about this movie? Um, I hate that, okay, so there was a guy sitting next to me the entire time who was just mocking like me. Like, right next to you? Well, like, three three seats over. Okay, not like it, just cheering him on. No, 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 no. <laughs> not okay. super close. Not, like, uncomfortably close. that up, Chris, or the story wouldn't have made sense. Sorry, I was just trying to. I was trying to picture it. I was trying to be there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A word picture, Christopher. Four seats to my right. There's a dude on his own, also at this 10 a.m. showing. All right. Nice. And he was asleep and snoring for the second half of the movie. Oh. And I was so envious. (laughs) Like I'm with you, brother. Because I love the idea that like he woke up and was like, hey, you know what? You know what? Fred's getting out. He's gonna see the world. He's gonna see a movie. All right. Just treating himself. And then he like gets the movie. He's like, oh, Fred made a big mistake. (laughs) <laughs> How do I get out of the situation? And then it's like Fred can fall asleep anywhere, and he just starts snoring. And then like he wakes up like partway through the credits, and he's like, "Huh, well, all right, that'll happen." Yeah, yeah. that's not. I oh mean, if man, it got you a good nap. If this was a siesta movie, that was a good use of it. Because I would pay seven dollars for a good nap. I think I was uh, struggling to stay awake during this movie. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I was. But, yeah, also yeah I went to a ten thirty p.m. showing. So yeah, uh huh. Yeah, uh huh. I went with my <laughs> girlfriend and another friend of ours, uh-huh. and. Um, uh-huh. They were mad at me for taking them to this movie <laughs> by the end. It's... They weren't just like, this isn't fun, bad. This is just terrible. And 
Yeah, I had to deal with Fallout. Do all your day. friends not realize what our podcast is about? <laughs> Does your girlfriend not listen to the show? <laughs> I mean, Ooh. this is pretty much what we do. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like, you don't have it. You don't have to defend yourself. They knew. Yeah, yeah. Megan does true. not go to any movies with me that I'm watching for the show. <laughs> she won't. She will not tolerate it. Yeah. I mean, did, how did you? How did you curry their good graces again? How did you curry their favor? Um, I think in time they will stop being mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait it out. Betting on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good plan. Nice, yeah. nice job there. Uh, let's see. What is? Uh, let's move on. I have a couple well, of questions. I- Go ahead, I was going to, I hadn't, I hadn't hate, I, there's something specific if I could hate for just please, a second. Yeah, please do. It's a, a general rant, but it's particular to this movie. What's up with the useless girls? Like, and of course I would totally say this. I also useless. have another oh, hate man. that I can balance out if I alienate anyone with my, you know, feminism here. But no, I no, think I that, think this is what no. needs to happen right now. Yeah, what the fuck? Every <laughs> fight, like, Lena Headey, you put Lena Headey in it, who's this, like, lady badass who plays a vicious queen on a show that everybody watches, and you put her in the first, like, two minutes of the movie where she falls, like, she's in a, a fight for, like, 17 seconds. Yeah. She picks yeah, up a and knife like, and then drops it and shrieks, basically. It's like, her I, defense I, mechanism is a coma for the whole movie. I am the best shadow hunter for centuries, for a millennia, and, and I've been preparing for the moment when somebody might tr- come to find this object I've been pre- protecting for like um, forever and yet yeah. uh i have groceries and thus cannot deal she's yeah, just come on. yeah and lean, of lean course forward, that whole, Lena, i'm gonna on. take a potion is my plan i'm just gonna dis i'm gonna make us i'm gonna leave my daughter a message and then pass the fuck out is my is, that's the go-to <laughs> game plan for the best lady shadow hunter <laughs> yeah she's like and oh my my the the vapors. Yeah, she, like, got, she gets the vapors that's her plan Every catastrophe is like, oops, Clary dropped something. That's like every, the entire movie is like, oh, Butterfingers. She, it, is, it just, she is the superhero Yeah, and the even movie. the girl shadow hunter yeah. isn't that good. She's not around much, and you can just hold on to her whip, and then she's done. And then Clary is like the badass of this series, and she does nothing on purpose the whole movie. She's just one of those confused heroines, and then finally kills a demon, and it's on accident, and then it's over. Yeah, can yeah. we have maybe like one of these series is like where okay, a girl like finds out that she's like actually like you know destined for greatness, but has been good at other shit before then. <laughs> you know, like like can tie her shoes and walk and talk at the same time. Oh, but I, thought, <laughs> I thought I was just a clumsy person. I can't believe I'm destined for greatness. Yeah, every time, every goddamn yeah. time. Every goddamn time, guys. She's so, oh, she's so she's such a waste. And oh, plus the only reason she's destined <laughs> for greatness is because like. Her, like, her dad fed her mom demon juice from the mortal cup, like, while she was pregnant? Was I don't pregnant. know. Yeah. That seemed to be, that was the reasoning. Yeah, her, her superpower and was being a, being a crack baby, apparently. <laughs> and it's uh. not to say that only the ladies are getting crapped on here. Like, Valentine's whole inadequacy issues are never fully explained or explored. <laughs> not that anything would be in this film, but what the heck is motivating this dude? Like, I have to be better than all the other shadow hunters. Like, why are you so sad? Did your daddy break your falcon's neck? Like, I don't get... <laughs> What oh, it's a cycle of neck-breaking any of the dude, All of the dude characters are also big weenies who are only motivated by their, like, little weenie fears. Oh, I have to stay inside. I don't know who my father is, so I'm not I'm saying... I'm a Waylon. No, you're a... And Malin. <laughs> I'm a... Flip that I'm ring around, son. Mundane muggle. Whatever. Like, I get that the guys aren't any better uh, portrayed. Uh, and justice was done to them too. But the lady, I just, I cannot sit through a two-hour movie and uh, with a female protagonist that is essentially helpless and useless throughout the whole 
yeah. the whole the, show. The only, like, the whole thing, movie. the only person I think who I liked was the warlock who had the great legs and the fishnet stockings. <laughs> I think he was the only one who had some get get it done Yeah, he was pretty uh, solid. Yeah. Everyone he, else, He's terrible. like Gandalfy though, where obviously he could fix everything, but he shows up hella late and fixes yeah. half a thing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, weeks. you know what? How how you guys learn <laughs> if if I fix everything yeah. for you? Yeah, war- warlocks help those who help themselves, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> This ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, remember that superpower you have? Use that superpower, dummy. Meanwhile, in a climactic yet interminable battle. Thanks for coming to save me with all your werewolf friends, Luke. Sure thing, Clary. Oh no, all my werewolf friends are getting picked off by bird lava monsters. I wish we had some way to defend ourselves like turning into werewolves. Whoosh. Aye! Did he have a name? Nah, it's cool. All right, we can have 17 more of your anonymous werewolf friends die, but then we should probably do something. Like turn into werewolves? Whoosh. Ah! Impossible, we can't do that. Well, I wish I had some magic ability to help. We're down to our last two anonymous werewolves. Double whoosh. We We had names. Aw, nuts. Clary, you should draw anti-monster runes with this cool tattoo crystal I bought you from read-weep.com slash Amazon. It supports your favorite podcast, and it'll stop everyone from dying. Also, I'm in love with you. That's a great idea. Also, I only like you as a brother. But you're in love with your brother. Then I only like you as an ugly brother. Suck it, monsters. Good read weep.com slash Amazon. Can someone write a hero who isn't a raging moron? Oh no, I'm in another pickle. Draw, Draw a rune, stupid. Stupid. The next thing I want to do, you guys, I want to ask you a question. It's actually sort of related to that advertisement that we just read. Um, so there's this great moment in this movie, one of the few great ones, where she's uh, she's in her apartment after all of the shit has gone down, and she's trying to move a dresser to clean up the apartment. It's too hard, so she tattoos a cleaning rune on her forehead. Yeah. This was my fucking favorite. It's so good. That was yeah. my, the, talk about the ultimate symbol for that weak lady shit I was talking about earlier, where it like the, your your feminine hero, the you know in the anticlimax end of the movie. She chooses to use her power to give herself, like, a houseworking app on her arm, yep. basically, where, like, <laughs> she just brands herself a housewife right on her forearm. And yeah. I know it's, like, to move objects, but it seems like to move objects that are a woman back into the kitchen. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah. That, well, that was, well, so this, I laughed well, out loud kind of a lot. At yeah, that. that was such a great moment. So here's what I want to know from you guys, though, is if, if you had a crystal gun and you were going to draw some Sharpie runes on your arm, what other runes would you like besides a house cleaning, apartment apartment fixer-upper rune? What el- what other runes would you guys get tattooed on? Um, Weight I would loss, just like- am I right? Jeez, guys, just gotta get skinny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we talked earlier, about, Also, we, I think we mentioned the road trip rune. Wow, oh, yeah, you yeah. never have to pee until Don't it's a convenient time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. how about this? Where you think of like the good comeback like five minutes earlier than Ooh. usual. Oh. A comeback rune. I'd like that one. Yeah, right? I would like that a not a burning one. popcorn rune. 
Oh it god, that's good. impossible. <laughs> <laughs> There's always some that are gonna be burned. Yeah. I would also I would take a never bite. What if that was the one thing that runes couldn't do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the zombies of this world. It's like don't be don't be silly. Those don't exist. <laughs> She's like drawing the rune on her arm and it just fades away as soon as she's finished. And then uh, Hodge comes in and he's like, you're not doing the popcorn rune, right? That's not, we tried that for <laughs> this, this is what drove uh, Valentine mad originally. He was like, if only I had some more people, then we could do the popcorn rune. <laughs> if everybody drinks from this magic cup, we could sur- surely fix this popcorn problem. It's got to be possible. Because this Reese office Myers- smells like shit. He was absolutely hammy enough to pull off a scene where it, w- it would be totally wet, raining for no good reason. At night, it would be a flashback to a scene in a street where he's surrounded mysteriously by all his weird little demon brethren. And he would pull a bag of popcorn out of the microwave, tear it open, see burnt ends and uncooked kernels, and just pull off a no! Like, that would be, he could do it. It turns out Orville Redenbacher was his father. (laughs) That's not an M, that's an R. (laughs) Uh, We actually didn't mention the ring thing yet at all. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so he's got a, I'll just say it now. So he's got a ring on his finger that he's been wearing the whole time that's a W for Wayland, supposedly. Yeah, his his last name, and he's really proud of his family. Yeah, and it's like, I'm a a W ring, and his dad is like, no, I'm your real father. It's not Wayland, it's Mayland or whatever. And he pulls the ring off and turns it upside down. So it's an M to the wearer, but a W to everybody else, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's clearly going to put... It's going gonna, it's gonna to put Maury out of business, if that's all it takes to prove paternity, is that the ring has your last initial. Wait, wait, it's not Maury, it's Worry, Alex. <laughs> I had no idea. Secretly, he's Worry. Anyway, that's the stupid ring thing. Uh, um, other other runes was... I might like I would take a rune and I would put up with a very painful arm rune if I never had to bite the inside of my cheek ever again oh, oh man yeah. that, that is the worst is there one for when you like cut citrus and inevitably a stream of juice goes right into your eye <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's goggles <laughs> well, <laughs> this is just goggles rune yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't need Which a room to clean up you your house either, but there is one. Wait, what if you, you know? just had... Well, so the, the, the house cleaning rune was, like, technically a move things with your mind rune. Maybe there's just a general eye protection rune where you can also, like, open your eyes in a chlorine-filled pool and feel okay later. Oh, I mean, I would no, have see, a rune what, just And, like, to... you don't need to use the No More for Tears shampoo. You can actually yeah. use the grown-up shampoo. Guys, these are also <laughs> goggles. <laughs> yeah, but showering in goggles is really weird. You can't Let's see. Let's okay. in today's recording. Never take off your goggles. <laughs> I, I would have... Uh, uh, I'll give you this. It might be good to have a rune that just reminds you to put on your goggles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shaped like a pair of goggles. <laughs> Two dude goggles. Like, oh shit, my goggles. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, here's another question for you guys. Similarly, with the magic available in this movie, so they've got this portal that we discussed earlier, and it takes you anywhere you think you want to go, but the only time we see anyone use it, they show up wet. Is that worth it? <laughs> so that means there's just like a bunch of wet bad guys at the end who've just portaled in. Yeah. yeah. And like at one point, oh man, you guys, sorry. I, I Just to diverge from the wet thing. There's this part where he's trying to convince, Valentine's trying to convince Jace that he's his father. And he just puts his head against Jace's head and just goes like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. No, that's Somewhere a, in the that's last like, I really handshake. like to read as intense. <laughs> 
what can what? I do? What was the stage direction, do you think, for that, right? Like, <laughs> head to you head know, scream. Paternal head head grab grabs. Was we yeah. used all of the CGI budget in the first half of the movie where there is no CGI somehow, so they had nothing left. They were they were going to do some kind of computerized transition until they they just looked at Reese Myers like, can you just scream a little bit instead? Because we're not we don't have anything like the CGI in the last half of the movie is so hilariously bad. Yeah, and that's just one of those scenes. Like, I'm sure technology could provide an answer, but instead, just growl. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, it's I, also awesome watching the bad CGI because you know every dollar on that is not coming back. It's still not going to. Like all the wire out. work they did on Reese Myers when he's flipping through the air and probably. Oh my god, that was so I, great. Here's the thing about that grunt. Uh, I think it's probably a product placement. I just don't know if the product like has hit market yet. You know, there's probably like there's probably head grunt is like a new like apply directly like, to the head. Head grunt. Yeah. <laughs> For when you really, really, really need to know if the bad guy is your father right now. <laughs> Again, putting Maury out of business. He's got another... Maury. Maury, sorry. So so my question remains, would you use a teleportation portal if it meant you showed up wet? Because I do not enjoy wet clothes. Yeah, but you could just go to the beach and then, you know, you'd be fine. It works great to to teleport to the beach, but what if you want to teleport to a museum in France? You have a wet bag. You have like a dry bag with you that you teleport with. Yeah, you you just teleport in a dry suit, like James Bond. (laughs) And then you take it off, and you're ready to like go to the cocktail so party guess, in Nassau. I guess what you're saying is this portal, like you would always be thinking of the changing room near to where you want to go, and you teleport right exactly. into the bathroom. Yeah, and hope it's, it's empty. totally good. <laughs> also, I like the idea that like you like sneaking out in the middle of the night to like you know break your like diet, and like you come back like your face covered in chocolate and dripping wet, and you're like, "Hey, where'd you go?" We're like nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> yeah, sneaking back home drunk, and you're just just totally <laughs> soaked to the bone. <laughs> no, Which is usually how I come home drunk, right? Yeah. Don't you guys sopping. usually? Yeah, I, have a, I have a drinking problem. Wake up around my when face. you're drunk. Isn't that what you guys write? Oh, God. <laughs> I only have a drinking problem when I can't get a wetsuit. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about the female leads, the lack of female leads, but we've also seen a lot of movies with like just terrible heroes of any gender, like Percy Jackson we just watched, yeah. and yeah. he is just the worst hero and yeah. so many others, like they're just they're dragged into the world of heroism, kicking and screaming, and then just, or I guess, confused and crying, and then move <laughs> the same way. So, uh, so what do you, why, why do you think this is? What is? Why is this the hero for our time? Uh, I think because people feel like they have less control of their circumstances. Like when you uh, now the hero is sort of the person who is a little bit put upon, or sort of you know, getting stepped on by the world or in circumstances that they didn't choose and they just have to respond to. And I think that kind of resonates uh, with our current... Are you sure it's uh, not because we're so dumb that if someone was randomly chosen to be a hero, the odds are we would be super dumb? If it was about <laughs> how dumb we are, we've always been dumb. Like, dumb is just something you have to figure into this... this <laughs> I mean, you can't take out the dumb okay, but let's, from let's, all superhero anything. Let's dwell Sorry. on how dumb Clary is. Like... So she's been brought into this world for about a week. She's not dumber than Bella. I mean, I don't even she's, think she's dumber than, like, trying to think of a dude superhero. She's not dumber than... I, mean, that, I was on a plane where they showed that Jack and the Beanstalk movie. She's not dumber than that guy. <laughs> Jack. Whatever his name was. Jack, I think. I'm not really sure. Probably that Jack. movie might have changed this character. But here's how dumb she is. She find, figures out where the sacred wine cup is, and she's huh? like, well, I'll just give it to whoever seems nice enough right now. She doesn't yeah. wait to pull it out of the tarot card until she has an idea who's good and who's evil. She's just like, 
well, the witch seems nice enough. I'll just take this out in front of her. No, all of our heroes, I think, are dumb because it's sort of the nature of success in this world, whereas, like, you know, you can be on YouTube uh, for, like, no good reason and then, you know, become famous. And that's, like, how celebrity works. It's like, you're not good. You're not smart. But for some reason, everyone's going to know who you are tomorrow. So you think like, more cynical, like, but probably more accurate representation of why our heroes look like they do. So you think mm. she is like a, we're not? This is not the MTV generation. This is more like the Duck Dynasty generation. Exactly right. It's like, well, this is going to happen. It might as well be to this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do the second half of our compliment sandwich, you guys. It's time for the last nice thing you ever are going to say about City of Bones, the mortal in- first of the Mortal Instruments series. Probably the last. Uh, just a guess. But uh, anyway, so in, we're going to go in reverse order this time. So, Caitlin, what is the one last nice thing you want to say about it? What's your minor compliment? Um, I will say that I love a delicious slice of ham, and there was definitely <laughs> a lot of ham in this movie. Oh, <laughs> And I like getting my money's worth. And, you know, it was two hours but felt like six. So it's like I got three movies in one. (laughs) That is a good bargain. When you think of it that way, it's only like $4 an hour. (laughs) Do you you not feel, like, tortured from all the ham being on stage and not with you? Uh, It's true. It's like watching a movie. Like... What if the movie was just two hours and ten minutes of a delicious... Like, like the movie... The, the screen was just the window into an oven where a ham was gently warming. <laughs> oh, man, if it was just, and like, occasionally, setting it and forget like, it. A Yule ham? Every 25 minutes or so, somebody would come... You, like, you just see a woman's hand reach in to glaze the ham, because, of course, there's women in the kitchen, because we're pressing this year yeah, or whatever. Yeah, why a woman? She's doing okay. with her runes. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah someone's exactly. Like, You'd like, see a rune, just read an arm with a rune on it, just reach into frame, and suddenly the <laughs> ham would be more glazed. And, it would pull and away. maybe off screen there'd be someone like, hmm, the ham smells good. And that's it. That's it. That would yeah, be, I would theater. actually have enjoyed that very much. Ham, the movie. <laughs> you were saying that if a movie is going to be over two hours, it should be an Oscar contender, and I think you just found it. I think I that's think the one. Did. We nailed it. <laughs> that rune lady. Best supporting support actress, it. that rune on that chick's arm. I, I want this to be, like, scored by Philip Glass, like Koyana Scotsy. <laughs> <laughs> and now the Oscar for best ham in a supporting role. <laughs> best deli meat in a supporting role. Ham That's the movie. So funny. Uh, awesome. All right, Koyana do the giving backwards. Scott's Chris, ham. what's your minor compliment? Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of the glyphs and everything else, um, there was way less description of the glyphs and the drawing of the glyphs and how you had to do it and all that stuff that goes into it. Because in the book, I remember it was very, very complicated. And then, you know, in the movie, Clary is just this idiot savant who just draws a tattoo on her wrist or something and can stop time. And that was a lot easier to deal with. <laughs> I like the idea that these, like, I do like the idea of an idiot savant hero. It's, it's just the idiot... So idiot that it seems like the idiot yeah. part we, is difficult yeah yeah, yeah. need more savant yeah exactly that's too much idiot yeah <laughs> that's the t-shirt more yeah. more savant less idiot <laughs> or more ham yeah. right i would take like yeah. a, a ham savant right half <laughs> ham half really smart <laughs> just chewing scenery but then really good at something <laughs> no just like a ham in the oven that also solves also the good. problems like also a demon hunter devil's ham <laughs> in your oven and solving your crimes. 
<laughs> Slowly Get turning, there. and then a demon walks by, and just like a glowing white sword pops out, stabs the demon, and goes back into the ham. <laughs> <laughs> the ham like whistles Bach, and the demon turns into a yeah. demon. <laughs> <laughs> Through its delicious, okay. crackling skin. All right. Ed, Devil's your minor compliment. At first you think he's bad, but then you realize he's really, really good. Devil's <laughs> So bad he's good. Ezra, what's your minor compliment? So this is for uh, I guess the free market economy. Yeah. Um, sure. So, what the movie cost seven dollars for matinee. Oh, nice. Parking was eight dollars, and that seems about right. <laughs> that parking space is worth more than two hours of this. Yeah, just being able to leave my car for two hours in a place is worth more than uh, me sitting in that movie being subjected to it. Man, yeah, I, that's good. That's a good call. On a side note, Alex, I need to be reimbursed for $15. (laughs) Wait, we reimburse parking? Uh, Unrelated note. Yeah, of course I reimburse parking. (laughs) Oh, shit. I haven't been doing any of that. I just figured it was my own fault how I chose to get there. You gotta keep some receipts. That's, yeah. You should have used the teleporting thing. You should have been getting wet. You just, like, show up with your dry bag in the movie theater. (laughs) In In the changing room next to the movie theater. Oh, but it would suck to sit through a whole movie with like wet shorts. You know, that's why I show up naked. Seeing so much ham on screen that I want to eat, they really did show us a portal that could take you anywhere. Like in the (laughs) middle of one of the worst movies that's super, super long, there's just a hole in the screen that if you could concentrate hard enough, you could walk through and wind up anywhere else. (laughs) I just wanted to go home. That's just so mean to dangle that in front of you. Yeah. Like, here's the hole that could take you anywhere but this movie theater. And yeah. In it. desperation, I might have, like, cute. dunked my head in, like, the Slurpee that I was drinking. Just hoping that it would <laughs> Just <work>. hoping. <laughs> it, 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 well, I got chance. blue raspberry. That kind of looks like the it portal. Just just like, yeah, yeah because I'd be like, well, thing. I'll feel like an asshole if, I, if it works and I didn't try it. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's a good reason. Better, that to, is have, really better good. to have it not use it. You have to know what side the equation balances on. Like, how much of an asshole will I feel like with blue Slurpee on my face versus how much of an asshole would I feel like with blue Slurpee on my face anywhere else other than this movie theater that I got (laughs) using my blue Slurpee portal. People just think I'm, like, cosplaying the Smurfs. My final compliment is this. Uh, I like like intentionally bad poetry. That's always a fun thing when movies have to do that. And so they did have to secure the poem, Turgid is my torment. (laughs) <laughs> which is actually a pretty awesome summary of every poetry reading I've ever been to, which was just like, I am horny and not getting laid. This is so terrible. Turgid is my torment. Please, somebody think poetry is sexy. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Unless it's slam poetry, you're in a lot of trouble. And even then, it's questionable. Yeah, I was going to Turgid say, is really? my slam poet. <laughs> No, I, I enjoyed that. I wish I'd written down more of what the bad poem was. That's the only part I remember. That was fun. was the hook. <laughs> that sick hook. <laughs> and so I married an axe murderer. had some good bad poetry in it, too. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woman. Yeah. Woman. Well, that's a whole other podcast where I misquote. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. That's my podcast. That's what I'll plug. I have a <laughs> podcast where I misquote. So I married an axe murderer. I don't, please, it's a write-in. She show. stole my heart and my cat. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Turnsman of Gore. 
this book was sponsored by Thomas, who says, quote, It's the first book in a ridiculous movement in the style of Piers Anthony and Edgar Rice Burroughs that spawned a, subcultures, uh, spawned a subculture in the BDSM community of folks, <sighs> of folks who take the ritual symbols and social order of the planet Gore very seriously. Truth. So this is a space... S&M movie is what this is. It's it's about erotica and science fiction and philosophy according to that page. The uh, s- spoiler alert so far, guys. It's um it's Fifty Shades of Avatar. Oh, <laughs> oh Thomas, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, well, I I have to confess that Mystery Science Theater 3000 Outlaw of Gore led me to watch the actual the first Gore movie. I yeah. believe just titled Gore. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you're in for a wild ride. And yeah, if you so want to supplement, uh, that MST3K episode's really pretty great. Well, oh, that's next week, everybody. Thank you, Thomas, for sponsoring that. Go to readdeshweep.com and click on the dollar sign if you want to sponsor an episode. And uh, thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox. As yep. always, you're welcome. You guys are great. And robot at Robot Caitlin, thanks for joining us, Caitlin. It was a pleasure. Thanks, dudes. You were so great. I mean, it wasn't a pleasure to see this movie, but it was a pleasure to chat with you guys. This is... Yeah. Welcome to our show. That is exactly the summary of our show, that it's never <laughs> fun to do the homework, but it's fun to chat about it. Uh, is there anything else besides uh, your your Twitter handle that you'd like to promote right now and your yep. podcast where you misquote things? Um, Every week, if you're in San Francisco, every Wednesday night, you can see me at The Business. Just Google The Business San Francisco. Uh, also, if you want to hear more of my voice in your ears, look for an epi- upcoming episode of NPR's Snap Judgment, and you can also find me on The Risk Podcast. Oh, very mm. cool stuff. Where's The Risk Podcast? Uh, the Risk Podcast is Kevin Allison's Risk Podcast. Just uh, look, you can search for Risk Podcast and you'll find an episode with me from the recent past. Nice. Excellent. Well, it's been so great. Uh, we will have you on again at some point in the future. And uh, Thanks. I'd love to. And someday I'll come back That's to just go do the business again because I love that show. Oh, please do. The Risk Podcast, you can, can be found at risk-show.com. Nice. Another hyphenated URL. Thank you. Yeah. I love hyphenated URLs. No one else does. All right. That's it for our show, everybody. We'll be back in next week. Goodbye. Being, this is what I meant to say on the podcast, but didn't. It was like being told a story by like an eight-year-old, not right. like a five-year-old. <laughs> but it was like a, like almost true, but then not. And then and then I was at the bus stop, and then there was a warlock, and then the warlock had a spell, and then but I had a crystal, so I threw my <laughs> crystal, and then the warlock couldn't get me. But then he almost did. But then I, but then there was another spell, so I went through the portal, and then in the other it was.